Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Should crypto investors sell now? In today's call, we're going to explore essential information that we have recently received to answer this question. This information explores the potential of a market crash. Bankers are currently using this information to their advantage and they won't want you to have it. In fact, financial institutions prefer that you don't know how to access this information and you pay them to be able to access it. But it's important for me through these calls that I share this kind of information with you and you are able to pave your own way to financial freedom. Before we get to that point in the call, however, we are going to look through the BTC, Ethereum and altcoin market charts. We're going to look at the top headlines in the crypto news today so that we are aware of current and upcoming opportunities and risk. And then we will answer the question of whether you as a crypto investor should sell now. So stay tuned, a lot of important stuff coming up. Taking a look at the one day BTC chart, we see we are currently trading around about the 19K level. Zooming out to the five day or indeed the one month, we can see that from around about mid-September onwards, we have been trading in a range of around about 18K to 20K. Probably these levels seemed unimaginable around about a year ago when we were trading at the 60K level. But of course, who could have predicted the coronavirus and the impacts it would have on risk assets worldwide? Indeed, in a speech just last Friday, the vice chair of the Federal Reserve did provide a helpful overview of the current conditions that are causing pressure for risk assets like BTC. Inflation is very high in the United States and abroad, the speech says, and the risk of additional inflationary shocks cannot be ruled out. In other words, people are anticipating more risk off sentiment. Of course, it is not just the specific global coronavirus event that's causing pressure. Inflation in Europe, the speech says, was pushed higher by Russia's cessation of natural gas deliveries through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, creating hardships for households and risking disruptions for some industries in the affected countries. China's COVID lockdown policy could also lead to supply disruptions if cases again increase. And separately, interestingly, one that we've not discussed a lot before, weather conditions in several areas including China, Europe and the United States are exacerbating price pressures through disruptions to agriculture, shipping and utilities. For example, the cost of Hurricane Ian in structural damage and economic disruption to Florida presents a fresh wildcard, as First Republic Bank noted in a weekly review to investors. The total cost of the hurricane is unknown, but given the scale of this natural disaster, it's possibly one of the most expensive in US history. And unfortunately, with climate change, hurricanes and extreme weather events are only going to increase. And of course, the Federal Reserve Board's nominal US dollar index has appreciated over 10% year to date. The current strength of the dollar is another factor alongside all the ones we just mentioned, causing pressure for BTC prices, explaining why we're stuck on that tight 18k to 20k range, and perhaps why we have come down so far over the course of the year. That is the current state of affairs looking at the BTC chart. Remember, at the end of the call, we are going to discuss what's coming up in the future. Ethereum also finds itself trading on the one day around about the 13k level. Much to everyone's disappointment, the five-day pattern shows a sort of gradual descent. 
This may come as a surprise for many people because the Ethereum merge transitioning from a proof of work to proof of stake consensus mechanism went through completely perfectly. Probably people weren't expecting to see this kind of price action, but the macro risk factors that we just mentioned outweigh the technological benefits of the merge. So a pretty neutral day for BTC on the one day, same for Ethereum. What does that leave for altcoins? The biggest mover on the 24 hour is Elrond, EGLD as the native token there, up a modest 3% on the daily. This is an ecosystem that a lot of people are talking about at the moment and exploring. And amongst the biggest losers on the 24 hour is XRP or Ripple, down about 2% on the 24 hour. We did share technical analysis on XRP in Friday's market meditations newsletter. Our comment for macro structure, the bear market pump has been driven by fundamental developments. Key support 0.44, 0.4. Key resistance 0.5, 0.44. Looking forward, as on Friday, we expect that the price has topped and will retrace back to 0.4. We would love to be wrong and see continuation as this would be a sign of strength for the wider market. So those monitoring XRP would be wise to stay up to date with recent news regarding the Ripple SEC court case. Charts complete, let's cover the top headlines in the crypto news today and then we will answer that important question of should crypto investors sell on the basis of new information we have received. Top headline number one. By now the Celsius saga seems to be old news. Despite that, as hearings occur, we learn of news that is relevant to understanding the fall of the Celsius network. Last week, founder and former CEO Alex Minshinsky resigned. We are now learning that he removed $10 million from the lender weeks before Celsius halted withdrawals. Let's take a closer look. As we mentioned previously, the Committee of Unsecured Creditors demanded that Minshinsky be removed. That then led to Minshinsky's unannounced resignation. The committee may also try to sue Minshinsky for any damages they believe he owes. To the disappointment of many customers, according to Financial Times, Minshinsky reportedly removed $10 million from Celsius before Celsius halted withdrawals in June, citing unnamed sources. A Minshinsky spokesperson said that Minshinsky and his family had $44 million in crypto frozen in Celsius following the withdrawal. The spokesperson also said that Minshinsky withdrew a percentage of crypto, much of which was used to pay state and federal taxes. Rightfully, many are upset that Menchinsky was able to withdraw $10 million. It is a moot point for a spokesperson to say that it was for taxes and much of his assets were still frozen thereafter. Indeed, many customers could have also benefited to withdraw money for taxes and did not get the privilege to do so. It is only fair that the leadership of a project adhere to the rules that they hope their customers would adhere to. Our next headline will consider an important hack in the crypto markets. Decentralized exchange transit swap has had a pretty bad weekend. Overnight Saturday, a hacker was able to acquire $21 million in stolen users' funds from the firm. Transit Swap divulged that the hack was made possible because of a bug in its code. The team worked with a number of security and auditing companies, including Slowmist and PeckShield, to obtain information essential to identifying the hacker. 
In a tweet, the DEX team said, we now have a lot of valid information such as the hacker's IP, email address, and associated on-chain addresses. The return of the stolen assets was made possible with the joint effort of all parties, according to Transit. Blockchain security firm SlowMist also took to Twitter, revealing that the hacker was front-run by an arbitrage bot when he transferred BUSD assets from the user on the BSC chain, making a profit of $1.07 million BUSD. Responses to the updates posted by SlowMist and TransitSwap are peppered with understandably angry users requesting refunds and reimbursements. Final headline then before we get on to the question of whether you should be considering selling your crypto assets. Robert Kiyosaki calls Bitcoin a buying opportunity as the US dollar surges. Some of you may know him as the best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, who has tipped Bitcoin and two other commodities as buying opportunities, noting a US dollar crash could occur by January. Robert Kiyosaki, businessman and best-selling author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, has called Bitcoin, silver and gold a buying opportunity amid the strengthening United States dollar and continued interest rate hikes. In an October the 2nd Twitter post to his 2.1 million followers, the author noted the prices of the three commodities, sometimes referred to as safe haven assets, would continue getting lower as the United States dollar strengthens, proving its worth once the Fed pivots and drops interest rates. Whilst not everyone would call BTC a safe haven asset, there is an interesting case to be made, possibly that looking into the future when the Federal Reserve decides to bring interest rates back down again, that might benefit BTC and some investors may want to position for that outcome today. Congratulations if you've made it this far in the call because we are about to deep dive into that important information that has been revealed to us regarding a potential market crash and whether it means you as a crypto investor should be selling now today. The important data point that we got recently was, of course, Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve's chair's press conference on the 21st of September. Many investors in the markets might rely on the news to understand what happened at this conference, but bankers and other institutions know that the entire transcript is made available to the public for free. It is about 21 pages long. Don't worry, you don't have to read it. I'm about to tell you everything you need to know and highlight the most important points. The first line reads, my colleagues and I are strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. Unapologetically hawkish and reaffirming the need to fight inflation by the markets. Inflation remains well above the Federal Reserve's 2% longer run goal. We anticipate that ongoing increases in the target range for the federal funds rate will be appropriate. In other words, they are reaffirming that they will continue to increase interest rates. The historical record cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. In other words, even when it looks like inflation might be under control, they're going to want to be completely sure before changing their approach. So from the speech itself, it's clear that the Fed are going to remain committed to fighting inflation and increasing interest rates to achieve this. Next up, and what many people ignore, is that after the press conference, there is a Q&A. The questions and answers are also made available to the public, and sometimes these are even more helpful or revealing than the speech itself. Let's look at the two tips or important points we can draw from the speech. 
One of the most important questions. The projections show the unemployment rate rising to 4.4% next year, and historically that kind of rise in the unemployment rate would typically bring a recession with it. Should we interpret that to mean no soft landing, and is that the kind of rise necessary to get inflation down? A soft landing in economics simply refers to a cyclical slowdown in economic growth that avoids recession. In other words, The question asks, will these aggressive interest rate hikes bring the economy to a healthy level without first causing a significant downturn in the economy? That indeed is the fear of many people, that the current policy by the Federal Reserve is going to make things a lot worse before it makes them any better. Jerome Powell's response, we have always understood that restoring price stability while achieving a relatively modest decline or rather increase in unemployment and a soft landing would be very challenging. So he's telling us here that it's going to be hard to avoid a recession. So if you are a crypto investor that is anticipating that in the short term, the markets are going to recover, it probably is time for you to sell. If that is the thesis with which you bought your cryptocurrency, because it looks like the Federal Reserve are going to continue rising interest rates, even if that brings with it a recession, even if it brings with it economic hardship, they believe that is the path forward. But if you have a more medium to long-term view, they do believe that they're going to get the inflation range back into target and eventually that should allow for Bitcoin and other crypto risk assets to run again. So tip or outcome number two that we are getting from this report, the Fed will not reduce interest rates again until 2% inflation is achieved. We may even see a market crash in order for that to be achieved, but the Fed are committed to that outcome no matter what the cost may be. But there is one thing that the Federal Reserve might care about even more than the 2% inflation rate. This is tip number two, and it concerns the global financial system. The more the Federal Reserve increase interest rates, the stronger the US dollar becomes. This might be a solution to hardship in the US economy, but it is very damaging to the global economy. Remember, a lot of imports and trades are settled in USD. A lot of international debt is accumulated in USD. The more expensive USD becomes, the poorer other countries across the world become. These countries are the US's trade partners. If they see that their hikes are continuing to damage other countries in the world, they might stop being so aggressive in their hike policy. So that is tip number two to look out for, for the Federal Reserve to start decreasing interest rates again. Khoda Hafez, that is goodbye in the Persian language.